Road trips can be some of the most exciting activities for one to engage in. The many sights to see, the places to explore. There's so much that is a part of the experience. However, sometimes these enjoyable times can take a turn for the worst. Imagine your father decides to take the family on a surprise road trip to your favorite water park in the country. You get in the car, take off, and begin your drive on what seems to be the perfect day, only to later realize your ideal trip has turned into a complete nightmare. This was regrettably the case of the Vaughn family. When Christopher Vaughn and his family were driving on Interstate 55 in northwestern Canada, he suddenly turned onto a secluded frontage road and announced that they were going on a surprise road trip to the Springfield Water Park. But after 5 a.m. on June 14, 2007, Christopher pulled their SUV over. His wife, Kimberly, had no idea what was wrong. But then, quite suddenly, Christopher drew a handgun. Putting it up to her chin, he pulled the trigger. The gunshot immediately woke up his sleeping children. Terrified, they cried for help, unable to comprehend the terrible event that had just transpired. Then, turning the gun on his children, Christopher once again began pulling the trigger. All three of his children were mercilessly shot to death. 12-year-old Abigail, 11-year-old Cassandra, and 10-year-old Blake. A state trooper eventually arrived on the scene and taped off the area all the way to a blood trail leading off the road. Authorities knew they needed to have a closer examination. Christopher Vaughn was later identified at a hospital where he had been treated for gunshot wounds. He stated when they pulled onto a frontage road while driving to the Springfield Water Park, his wife pulled a gun on him and their children before shooting herself in the head. However, not everyone was completely sold on Christopher's story. Authorities began to see that there were inconsistencies with his narrative. For instance, Christopher's clothing that was retrieved from the hospital showed that he had sat in his wife's own blood. Soon after, forensic tests showed that Christopher was also standing still and not moving frantically while he was standing near the vehicle when he was shot. But even more compelling, although Kimberly Vaughn's body was discovered not wearing a seatbelt, her husband's blood was found on the strap within its housing. Christopher wasn't arrested until nine days after he murdered his family, just before his wife and children's funeral services. As the trial continued, the jury became aware that Christopher was planning to live off the grid for months before his family's slayings. He even filled a storage locker with survival and camping equipment. Six weeks of testimony continued until the day came where jurors took less than an hour to find Christopher guilty of the horrendous crimes. He was sentenced to four consecutive life terms in prison, where he will spend the rest of his life. Sometimes taking a trip can be a great way to relieve stress or contemplate many of life's problems. Even so, stepping into the car and going to different places might just strip your very existence from the world you know. 
On March 9th of 2000, Leah Roberts talks on the phone with her sister, Kara, about possible plans to hang out in the future. Later that day, sometime during the afternoon, Leah and her roommate, Nicole Bennett, agree to babysit together the preceding day. However, when Nicole returns from her job, she finds that Leah's 1993 white Jeep Cherokee is missing. As she investigates their room, she also finds that Leah herself is nowhere to be found. At first, Nicole doesn't give it a second thought, as Leah was known for leaving without prior notice ever since she dropped out of college. Unfortunately, the next day, Leah never showed up to the babysitting appointment, nor did she return home. By the following day, Nicole began to worry and fear something might have happened to her friend. In addition, other friends and family who expected to see her began calling, troubled that they had not heard from Leah in days. On March 13th, Kara Roberts reports her sister missing to authorities. The next day, Nicole and Kara search Leah's room and realize that a large amount of her clothing is missing. They also notice that Leah's cat, Bea, is also nowhere to be found. While they continue to examine the room, Nicole and Kara find a note that Leah left. It read, I'm not suicidal, I'm the opposite. In addition to the peculiar note, Leah also left a bundle of cash to help pay for rent in advance for the next month. Kara then decides to check her sister's financial records, since she has power of attorney over Leah's bank accounts. She then discovers that Leah withdrew several thousand dollars on the afternoon of March 9th, consequently using her debit card to pay for a motel room near Memphis, Tennessee. Other transactions suggest that Leah was traveling along Interstate 40 before heading north on Interstate 5, reaching I-40's western end in California. Leah's final transaction was a gas purchase after midnight in Brook, Oregon on March 13th. Kara has no idea why her sister is going to the Pacific Northwest. She therefore visits the coffee shops that Leah went to frequently. Investigating further, Kara soon meets with Janine Quiller, who explains that Leah and her both shared a keen interest in the works of American novelist Jack Kerouac. The two were incredibly fond of the novel entitled The Dharma Bums, the sequel to the better-known On the Road. Because Kerouac once worked at a fire lookout tower in the Cascade Mountains of Washington and was inspired by the landscape, Leah herself developed a fascination for the same region. Kara feels relief, believing her sister is merely on a road trip. However, when she expects a phone call from Leah on her 26th birthday, she instead receives a note from the Durham County Sheriff's Department requesting her to call one of their counterparts in Bellingham, Washington. Later that day, Kara learns that Leah's Jeep was uncovered in a remote forest, but Leah herself was nowhere to be found. Leah's Jeep had been discovered by a couple who found articles of clothing in the woods, only to soon stumble upon her crashed vehicle at the bottom of an embankment near the U.S.-Canadian border. Kara and her brother Heath subsequently fly to Washington to assist investigators with the case. They eventually find two witnesses, both men, who had talked to Leah in a restaurant about Kerouac and her plans. Interestingly enough, one of the men claims to have seen her leave with a third man named Barry, 
and even gave a description to police. Even so, all of the other customers that day could not confirm the third man's presence. Security footage was later recovered from the gas station that she had stopped at. In it, Leah appears to be doing well, but keeps peering towards the parking lot while waiting for her transaction. Many believe this suggests a traveling companion, perhaps the elusive Barry. After four days, Kara and Heath return home, but authorities continue the investigation for weeks. Regrettably, however, the case eventually goes cold, but years later, newer detectives reopen the case and discover fingerprints under the Jeep's hood and the DNA of a male on an article of clothing. Although no match has turned up, authorities hope that one day it may be able to provide them and Leah's loved ones with answers that will solve her mystery. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you next time. Thanks to all of you for your support. The Seriously Strange podcast is made possible due in part to contributions made by our listeners like you. So if you would like to keep the Seriously Strange podcast online and accessible, please consider pressing the link that says support the show in the description of any podcast episode. You can then choose your preferred way to donate and send a contribution our way because we can't do this without our listeners' support. If you decide to contribute, it's tremendously appreciated and we thank you so much. We read every single message included with each contribution, so feel free to include your comments or even make a request for a future topic. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot more in store for you. Take care and enjoy your next episode.